And we're back with another episode of the Storm Chaser Improv Podcast Show, Storm Chaserology. Thank you for listening. If you're new to the podcast, Storm Chaserology is where we take just a few minutes to define some improv lingo that we've picked up on our seven-year journey as an improv team. Think of Storm Chaserology as if NPR was producing a quick, cool, vibey, artsy show about improv. Today, Andrew drops some wisdom about improvising with no judgment, which is something he's had to master because he plays with Anatasha and I. Quick shout out to two of our favorite supporters, Andy and Jerry. You guys never cease to amaze us with your kindness and your generosity and your beautiful humans. Thank you for all that you do for us and the entire human race. We love you guys. And now, here with a life-changing sermon is Pastor Pish. You're listening to the Storm Chaser Improv Podcast Show. Hey, y'all. It's your friend, your brother-in-arms, your not-so-secret admirer who likes your old Instagram posts years too late, Andrew Pish. And I am excited to talk about something that is vital to improv. And that's the idea of no judgment. If I can be so blunt, I think this is the most vital practice for an improviser. One that makes improv uniquely beautiful. In short, no judgment is a practice of accepting everything that happens on stage. And most importantly, this reframes so-called mistakes and random occurrences that often happen in live theater as gifts. It's also a practice of reframing how you approach your and your partner's craft. And when you do this well, it can make your improv more loose, more smooth, and more truthful. I think improv at its best is a colorful field of fragrant yes and flowers. It's a breathtaking vista of people accepting each other for everything that we bring into each other's lives and a life-affirming art form where humans demonstrate our ability to work together. The beauty it overfloweth. When the world is dark and confusing and sometimes seems hopeless, improv is a quirky beacon of light that demonstrates that we can lift each other up instead of torturing ourselves by judging every choice we make on stage. In my life, I have judged myself and my improv and my improv teammates harshly. And that judgment has wreaked havoc in my life. Judgments sometimes made me too scared to create. On stage, it's made my mind go blank and I lose trust in myself. There were moments in my life where I was too ashamed to say I perform comedy because I judged myself against the comedians that I labeled as better than me. In my life, there have been many points where judgment has completely shut me down creatively. Like Rudy Gobert in the paint. And that's a basketball metaphor for my two Utah Jazz loving teammates. So, my judgment has ruined many otherwise enjoyable moments and projects in my life. You know, producing this podcast has been a real joy for me, but writing this episode was terribly hard, and I kept judging myself for all of the ways I was thinking it wasn't good enough. But I got through it, and you know what? I took some of what I was writing to heart as I was writing it. So you know what? 
Say no to judgment. Say no to Rudy Gobert. And say no to the Utah Jazz. So, why do we judge? Why do we get caught in these loops of self-deprecation and destructive critiquing of ourselves and others? Well, judgment is a part of the nature of our mind. It is part and parcel with the nature of evolution. And judgment can help us to know the things we want more of in our lives and the things we want less of in our lives. So judgment is not all bad. But in modern society, when we're fed podcast interviews with experts and the best in the world explaining how to become great, and the documentary series The Last Dance puts someone like Michael Jordan on a pedestal as he trash talks other world-class basketball players, we have to understand we're part of a society that tells us that being the best is something to be desired. And if you're not the best, we're shown that you just don't deserve as much credit. I have memories of silver medalists in tears, athletes in shock and disbelief, their faces white after losing the championship. Hell, when my basketball team, the San Antonio Spurs, lost a championship game in a fit of grief, I accidentally broke my roommate's chair. How ridiculous is that? To be fair to myself, the chair looked a lot sturdier than I found out that it was. From an early age, I watched the Oscars and dreamed about one day being able to be good enough to get an Oscar. But as I've gotten older, I've realized how destructive it is for artists to think of their art in terms of being better or worse than other pieces of art. It's that judgment I levy against myself in an improv show. When I make an honest mistake, like tripping on my words, I say to myself, well, you're not quite Shakespeare, are you, pal? Because I have been shown that to be respected as an artist, I have to be the best. In improv, not only have I judged myself and my quote-unquote mistakes, I've also judged my teammates and other improvisers that I've watched. Judgment is a cruel wind that has cut a warpath through many of my close friends. I would also judge professional actors and comedians on TV shows and in movies. I would say, well, they're not a good actor, or oh, that isn't really a good TV show. These are professional actors and popular TV shows. So this type of perfectionism, which is destructive to any individual's creativity, does not have to win out. This is where the idea of no judgment comes in. I remember early on when I started performing, I heard myself judging others. And there was a part of my brain that fought back and said, hey, lay off my friends, buddy. And a beautiful thing started to happen. I started to really appreciate the improvisers around me for who they were and the unique beauty they brought to the stage. And I started to learn from them. Instead of thinking improvising happened only one way, the way I thought, I let other people's creativity influence my own. I loosened up and I started to have more fun. So, an example. I regularly trip over my words in improv shows. And for many years, I was very self-conscious about it. And I've judged myself harshly about it. But there was one show a long time ago where I tripped over my words 
And instead of judging myself, I decided to roll with it. And I decided to treat it as a gift. I took it to mean my character was having a stroke and dying. It became a powerful, unexpected death scene. And the audience positively responded to it because I allowed the unexpected truth of what was happening to influence my improv. It became a beautiful part of the show that wouldn't have happened otherwise. I could have easily judged it as bad and myself as a bad improviser, but that moment taught me that no judgment was a powerful way to perform. Okay, so here we are in a fictional improv example. I'm in an improv scene with Anatasha, and right at the beginning of the scene, she names me Paul by saying, did you remember to get the roast beef, Paul? After that, the scene is going great. We're having fun, getting laughs, but then, all of a sudden, Anatasha calls me by a different name than the one she established at the beginning of the scene. She makes an honest mistake and she says, how dare you, Walter? Now, as a judging human, a judging thought may come to my mind and say, what the hell, Tosh? Are you even paying attention, you loser? <laughs> but what if my first reaction was to get excited and treat this new name as a gift instead? Here's some examples of what we could do with our new name. What if this was the first heartbreaking sign that Anatasha's character was experiencing Alzheimer's? Or what if this new name was the name of her secret lover that accidentally spilled out, a person who I've been scared she might be seeing? Or what if I'm slowly going insane and this is proof? Or what if it's like, what if it's like a, a Jekyll and Hyde thing and she normally interacts with Hyde, but right now I'm Jekyll? Why would you bluntly judge your teammates' choices, slowing down your improv and cutting yourself off from your creativity when you were just gifted an opportunity to make it so, so much more interesting? Improvising in this way wraps up every moment in a tapestry of choices that are seamless, and this leaves the audience wondering how you can make it all work so easily. I mean, if I was driving in the desert, and I saw a tiger running beside my car, I wouldn't judge the existence of a tiger and say, tigers don't live in the desert, stupid desert, and keep driving down the road. I would now be living in a world where I saw a tiger in the desert. And when we're on stage and something happens that we don't expect, we are now living in a world where that happened. And as an improviser who wants to improvise interesting stories and unique imaginative worlds, I wanna live in those unique and quirky worlds. I don't wanna judge those quirky events and continually bring attention to the fact that we are performers on a stage with an audience in a theater. So I say, bring on the random police chase that drives by the theater. Bring on the hecklers and bring on honest mistakes. They are all gifts to our creativity. If we can commit harder to living in an improvised world as our character would, we inject our improv with a vitality that would otherwise be drained out by judgment. Now, most of us will probably never be able to stop judging thoughts from entering our mind, and we probably don't want to, but you can move confidently into your next improv show and know that when a judgment arises, you can let it pass through your mind like a cloud that dissolves into thin air. It may be counterintuitive, 
But if you want to get better at improv, you may want to stop judging yourself so harshly. So, in conclusion, with no judgment, your improv will open up and become more playful as you accept yourself more fully. You will be more connected to your teammates as you accept everything they bring to the stage. And you will discover easier improv choices as you accept the random gifts of the world around you. Ah, can you imagine a world where we all started accepting each other for who we are? A world of no judgment? A world of no Rudy Gobert? Okay, Rudy Gobert, if you're listening, let me first say that I love you very much, and please don't take anything Andrew says personally. He's very short, barely over six feet, and he's clearly very jealous of all the tall guys of the world like you and me. For the rest of you, thank you so much for listening to the show. If you enjoyed Andrew's mind-blowing storm chaserology, you can follow him on the Instagram at Andrew M. Pish. I recommend it. He's a cool dude, even if he never has time to play video games with me anymore. Here's three things you need to know before I let you go. First, want to see an improv show? Watch us flow every Wednesday at 6.00. That's 6 o'clock Pacific Standard Time on our Facebook page. Second, while you're here, please like, subscribe, share, rate, review, tweet, post, and gram this podcast. It means so much. And finally, if you want to sponsor this podcast, please reach out to us on the Insta at Storm Chaser Improv or on our website at www.stormchaserimprov.com. That's it. And remember, being a good improviser and being a good person are very similar things. Stop judging yourself and stop judging other people. Now go chase a storm. Thank you for listening to the Storm Chaser Improv Podcast Show.